Hey guys, be sure to look us up on social media. On Facebook, we are Crime 2 Podcast and on Instagram, Crime Squared. Also, please subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all of our listeners. Hey guys, this is Alicia and Katie. Oh gosh, I don't know what episode this is. 31? 2? 3? Um, let's see here. Hold this please. Out. 32. 32? Yeah. Larson Murder. That was a good yes. episode. That was a fun episode. Yeah, it was. Recording in person has been a lot more fun than watching it on, like, via Google. It's more entertaining. Yeah. And I can actually see what you're saying as you're saying it and not, like, waiting for it to, like, finish loading. To catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little circle. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Um, we should probably start introducing the podcast as well. Not just saying what episode. <clears throat> I oh yeah. Out there the other day this is Crime Squared. <laughs> in case you didn't know what you were listening to, I was listening to our episode. I'm like, I know this is our podcast, but we don't ever say our name on the podcast. Uh, that was very surprising. That's true. Most people say it like at the end, and we just kind of no. don't. I was going to say, do we do that? No. <laughs> we just ended with, like, bye. <laughs> say bye, and then we ask you to, like, follow us and stuff. Which you should do that, too. Yeah, please do. But and Share. Share with everyone you know. Yeah, I don't I don't even know how to categorize our podcast anymore, other than true crime in the States, in Mexico. Uh, we're moms who drink. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> We're not alcoholics, but we like the regular cocktail. <laughs> yes. And it's summer now, so we need more. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm about to close on my house, so whoop, whoop. that's cause for drink for it to be over and to celebrate, I guess. Oh, yeah. A little bit of both. All of the above. All of the above. You know, and... So I just thought about this the other day when we were, we went to the river and then we came back here and we're in the pool. If Ariana's not with us, I'm a-okay with listening to true crime. Maybe it's a little freaky sometimes depending on who you're around listening to that type of stuff. Just because like when I listen to it at work or somebody starts listening, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, I listen to true crime stuff so you cannot come up at me like that. But you're going to get karate chopped. Real fast. And I'm HR so it can't happen. <laughs> I like my job. Please don't make me get fired. But, um, like, I always start out my day listening to a couple episodes, and then I go to my music. And so, like, when, yeah. I, when I don't have Nana, like, when we're outside, we should do that more often. So, I know all you guys are also doing the same thing and taking your drink out to the pool. So, just listen to an episode, get caught up, and then continue on with your evening. Or day. Yeah. Or morning. If you have a hot tub, a pool, put it on, hang out. It's the best time to do it. Yeah. Especially if you're alone. Yes. <laughs> I hate when I'm when I listen to it and I'm working and then I get carried away like focusing only on my work and then I'm like, wait, what did you what did they say? Like, let me go back. So I restarted the <laughs> episode like five times. But I get it done. But um okay, so my episode this week is a little out of the norm, I think it's safe to say. Yeah. Um when I finished my Timothy McVeigh story a couple weeks ago, I mentioned that he is at um, the ADX Florence in Bombers Row, and that's where Timothy McVeigh is, and that is accomplice Terry Nichols. I can't pronounce his last name. Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Yeah, is that pretty good. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty accurate. Look at me. That was good. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> Let me just. Just off my shoulders here. <laughs> Getting better at this. I, I'm doing pretty damn good this week. Yeah, you are. Maybe it's that white claw. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> you know, I think booze is a good lubricant for a lot of things. <laughs> as far as helps you. It could go either way. It could help you speak better or speak worse. For me, it helps me be better at sports really yeah i'm a much better cornhole and like dart player oh okay when I'm I, drinking. I don't know why my mind went straight to like volleyball and basketball i'm like damn i've never seen you play either one of those because i don't <laughs> it makes sense now sorry no 
I'll get um, there. I'll get there. Both times I've tried, or both times, the times that I've tried both of those sports, I've ended up with like bloody noses or broken fingers. Like the no. Yeah, I've asked you to. So for me, playing volleyball a lot, and you're always like, no, hard pass. No thanks. <laughs> I'd rather not see that hospital bill. I mean, it'd be a great story to tell your kids. There would have to be a lot of booze. Okay, challenge accepted. Oh god, that okay. Challenge accepted. Um. Okay, so one of the other people that was also or is currently also with um these guys in Bombers Row is Luis Felipe, also known as King Blood, with Latin Kings. Latin Kings. And so this episode is going to be about him and Antonio Fernandez. His name is King Tone. So I kind of really break it down more on those two and how Latin Kings kind of got formed and kind of how it started divvying out, I guess. Because it started out in Chicago originally in the 1950s. Hey, thanks, (laughs) man. Drink refill. He's trying to get me drunk. Woohoo! <laughs> I do not have Uber in town, so in case oh. you ever need to get home, it's a long walk. <laughs> hey, Joyce, I know you listen to this, so. <laughs> you know, you love your daughter in law, right? <laughs> I mean, we did just buy her on a bike, so can you ride the oh bike? Oh my god, home? that's a long, drunk bike ride. <laughs> it's better than, and you can even borrow Jesse's work vest, it's bright yellow. Safety matters. What the fuck is wrong with the couch I'm sitting on right now? Well, I mean, you can say, but baby girl has been getting up every two hours, so That's you're going to have to get home at some point. I'm just kidding. We'll be fine. We can. They don't have it. Uber here in town? I mean, I think I have seen some signs at local bars that you can get an Uber, but I don't know how available the uber is like in carney they have ubers but we walked home when we went to go see mr crockett like two weeks ago we had to walk back to kyle's it was like a 45 minute walk which wasn't bad mm. but when you're drunk and heels and it's two in the morning and it's windy taking off my shoes well i was very adamant that i think i thought i could do it and then i gave up the last five minutes but it wasn't my normal heels it was it was shorter it was a lot shorter okay Still sucked, but it was fine. We survived. Good story to tell my kids. <laughs> a long time from now. <laughs> another 15 years. Anywho. So, Lime King originally was formed in Chicago in, like, early 1950s, I think. And I honestly did not know very much about Lime King. Really, I don't know much about any games. I'm not around it, so I'm probably naive and, you know, in case we ever do go to Chicago or things like that, maybe no areas to stay away from. Right. But, I mean, and I'm from Chicago. My husband went to Chicago with some friends in, I don't remember if they went to a game or what it was, but they were sitting at a bar across from Wrigley Field and just down the street from them, there was a shooting. They saw the dude laying in the street. Yeah, that's pretty freaking terrible. I'm like, and you stayed? Yeah. He's like, I had a beer to finish. I'm like, fuck no. I mean, okay, to be honest, not defending him, but if it was like the first beer of the night, I'd be like, should probably get out of here. But maybe if it was like my fifth or sixth, I was kind of starting to feel good. I'd be like, let me at least slam it quick and then we can go. But I still don't know that I'd be comfortable staying. But, on the other hand, it is Chicago, and I feel like that is the normal. Yeah, but not to a Nebraska boy. No, I agree. I agree. But, I mean, it's also Mike. He's a little stubborn sometimes. Let's go with that. Okay. All right. Well, we will. So we'll go with that. <laughs> um, with that being said, I am from Chicago, but I've been in Nebraska, like, I think I was, like, four-ish. We went back to Chicago often, but... I don't consider myself, like... A native Chicagoan. Chicago. Don't know what the verbiage is for that. 
Chicagoan? Chicago. Chicagoan. That sounds right. Chicagoan? I mean, that sounds close. Chicagoan? Chicagoan? Whatever. Anyhow, we'll get it together here, guys. Bear with us. Um, okay, so Luis Felipe, he was actually Cuban-American. And Antonio Fernandez, I think, was actually from... I think he is from the U.S., but all of like his parents and so on were all from Puerto Rico. So <clears throat> apparently Latin Kings actually started as like a safety group, like safety gang for Puerto Ricans really to help eliminate how much racial violence was going on and all of the discrimination back in the 50s. Why do I feel like this took a very quick turn? I mean, as I was kind of looking up things about Latin Kings, I'm like, I have no idea, which... Like, really, when you think about a gang, why do you think that they originated? Like, for protection. But you think True. protection from, like, other gangs. Not right. people. And, like, groups of people. Especially, like... Not, like, civilians. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. Especially being Latin. Like, I can totally relate. But, like, in this aspect, they started in Chicago. Luis Felipe started it in New York after he had fled Chicago because apparently he had... I'm not quite sure if he murdered his girlfriend or wife. I'm not sure what she was. Or if he put a hit on her and he was charged with that. And so he fled. Either way, god damn, man. Just yeah. break up with her. Like, what? But he's a gangsta. So, I mean, that's not how they roll. It's either... Moral of the story, don't date a gangsta. I can't. Stay yeah. away. I don't care if they buy you Gucci or Prada, whatever. Yeah, get a job and buy yourself. But that's a yeah. whole other conversation for another day. So he fled Chicago, went to New York, and <clears throat> he was in jail writing people. I'm not sure. I, I want to say it was he had certain time in jail. Like they found him after he had fled in New York. And then once he got discharged then, or released, I guess, um, he was from his jail cell, he was writing some of the other members and putting hits out on people. <clears throat> So when he was released, like, it continued him being a gangster, and he was also starting to dabble a lot in drug trafficking, which, once I got into the drugs, kind of started to irritate me, because I understand that this is what they're doing for work. How they're doing it for work doesn't make sense, but once you throw the drug trafficking in there, obviously, like, that makes sense. But considering this started to be, like, something to protect, like, the communities, from racist like that's great like yes I think you should have that like no matter where you're at like if you feel more comfortable hanging out with the Latin community or Caucasian community or like anything I think like that's awesome but why the hell do you have to throw like murders into that and like drugs and like beating of women like I, I don't understand how it went from something that actually made sense and like served a purpose for people especially in the 50s to like hurting the community yeah like it's a People being scared of you and kids having to watch out what neighborhood they're in. Like, no, like, especially. It shouldn't be that way. When it was colors, like, their colors were gold and black. Like, so if they saw somebody wearing blue out of their territory, then, like, shoot them, kill them, whatever. I'm like, no, why? And what if they weren't, like, associated with the gang? They just, like, liked the color blue. So I remember the very last time that I went to Chicago. I think Ariana was, like, two maybe three my aunt and uncle told me that i couldn't wear a certain color to wherever we were walking so i was like it's fine it's i think it was like a pair of shorts and it had like like a blue handkerchief or whatever like on the like, like on the square side. yeah yeah and he's like no you can't wear that and i was like seriously he goes yeah if you're going with us you can't wear that and i'm like fine so he told me that halfway there so i had to walk back to our house or to their house and change and then go the rest of the way and then when we got where we were going, after we walked all that way, I was like, Jesus, like, I'm happy that I did go home to change. Because it was sketchy. Like, you instantly, like, could feel everybody, like, watching you. Yeah. And it was very unsettling, especially when you're not actually from there anymore. Right. You have your own child now. Like, it was, and I was, like, 20, 21, maybe. Yeah. It was freaking. So still fresh. Yeah. It was. Mm. Yeah. And then he was just like, I told you, I told you. And I was like, yeah, whatever, you won, but. So, in situations like this, I I don't know. I feel bad for the kids, no matter 
if they're born into it or just in the in the area in certain territories when they can't get into other ones. Like I just think that's super sad. But and it's not like they can control anything like that mm-hmm. either. No, and I, I'm not quite sure how it usually works because I know that they do. <laughs> that sound just sounds like peace on earth. <laughs> I almost heard angels singing. <laughs> um, Sorry, that probably was not in a tune at all. <laughs> oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, okay, oh, something. Yeah, I'm not sure how it's usually. Like, I'm sure that, like, obviously, like, if I was in a gang, my kids would automatically be, like, next in line or however that works. Like, if. Your be like parents. inducted or whatever yeah yeah but like they also do like recruiting like scouting and like force you to join a gang mm. but a lot of these members like their fathers left them and their moms were like either whores or crackheads or shit like so that. it was so, like, like a form of safety for yeah. them when it first started that's truly family. what it was and i think that's what really irritates me on this type of a thing especially because well i mean if you have not noticed i am not caucasian and so things like this. I like, hadn't noticed. <laughs> In case any of you followers did not know, <laughs> I am not Caucasian. <laughs> Nothing wrong if you are. I just wanted to clear that up a little bit. But I think like that's probably why this one, I don't know, maybe calls me a little bit more. Like I totally understand the whole feeling of not needing a sense of community and not having it at home necessarily. Yeah. I mean, if they're from Puerto Rico, like obviously by the time this stuff was happening, like they were making their own families, even if it was ending up in a negative way, but like, this is their own family. Like they're uniting people that are basically strays. Right. And then they make it into something so horrible. And I just, I just really, why couldn't you do way. it without the violence and the drugs? Yeah. Yeah. And that wasn't even the worst for Luis. He, Eventually was actually sentenced to jail for, let's see, life in prison for manslaughter, plus 45 years without the possibility of parole because he ordered a hit on seven of his own members and three of them were actually executed because, so it wasn't just Latin kings, there was also like Latin king, Latin queens, like there was like four or five different. Like offshoots? Yeah. Yeah, there was ALKN. ADR, which is Amor de Rey, Latin kings, and then they had their crowns, and then they had their queens and their kings. So they had like five or six. And at this point, like they had spread. So they had groups in Texas, they had some in Boston, obviously Chicago. I think they started to spread out into California. So they took, we're starting to take over some states. I, I want to say I read that they had like 35,000 followers, like members like, throughout the US. Damn. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. And those communities, obviously, like those gangs, in their territory but are also trying to like take over more territory as they are getting more members if that makes sense yeah so yeah he put out a hit from the jail cell on seven of his own members and the guards were reading his letters and finding out that he was doing this so then they found out that three of them were actually executed because he ordered a hit and then he was found guilty and like when he was sentenced to prison for life and all that he actually even had some other stipulations um judge john s martin jr sentenced him to solitary confinement and i want to say it was for like three or four years oh my god that wouldn't drive anybody crazy and he wasn't allowed to have any visitors ever wasn't allowed to talk on the phone with anyone ever or write anyone or receive anything except for close family which he didn't have because the members were not blood related right not family and his lawyer i think died Years ago, so he legitimately had no one oh, to come and visit like him. Years ago, a few years ago, but yeah, so he was legit like alone, alone. And so I want to say that now, like I think legally, you can only be in solitary confinement for a certain period of time, yeah. like consistent or consecutively. So I don't think he's in solitary confinement anymore. But in a lot of the interviews that he did, and I listened to an NPR podcast episode on this. Usually, I don't like listening to NPR. Kind of, it makes me fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a lot slower than I like. Um, they're the soothing sounds of NPR. Yeah, and you can't talk soothingly about a fucking gang that's killing people. Like that's... you just talk, and they went around the corner and shot up the house. 
Sorry, what? Like, you have to have some kind of inflection in your voice. Sorry to anyone who works at NPR. I can't do it. I think that they have interesting episodes. I just, I don't like how slow it is. It it takes me a lot to be able to actually pay attention and not just zone out or fall yeah. asleep when listening to NPR. Yep, for sure. I agree. And I think the same thing with, um, what did Jessica listen to? It's red cover and it has black on it. Stuff You Should Know. Okay, I like Stuff You Should Know. I love it, but those two guys, two guys I think it is? Yeah. Like, I have to, like, really, like, You have focus to focus. For, like, five, ten minutes. And we always listen to it before we go to bed. And so Jesse puts, like, a sleep timer. And then after. Oh, okay. So then we're asleep. Which, sometimes they have episodes where I'm like, eh, like, it's just good to have some background it depends noise. on what the topic is. Yeah, but they so every once in a while they'll do like true crime things that like actually mm-hmm. interest me, and then the um, his sleep timer goes off, so then it shuts down. I'm like, you gotta wait, 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 wait! I need to find out what happens. <laughs> and then he's like, just listen to it tomorrow. I'm like, no, no, I have to know now. And he's like, there's like a half hour left. I'm like, I'm wide awake. Like, you better just play it. <laughs> yeah, you ha- you can't play those kinds of episodes before bed. Yeah, and then there was one that he listened to not too long ago that talked about it was stuff you should know and it was like this group of four or five basketball players i think who drove up into the mountains and uh somehow they got stuck or got lost i don't know but they ended up in this like wildlife what is it called like the check-in booth when you go like tent camping you got to check in those little camper things that they have lodges or whatever yeah um that had like campfire for them had like food for them and beverages and somehow they were found in there like wrapped up and they were dead mm-hmm. there was a whole bunch to it i really don't remember it. i listened to it like freaking 10 times but i always get distracted not distracted but i focus on my work how long ago was it maybe like a month okay mm-hmm. was it before the sexiest waterbed i don't know because i have not listened to that one Oh, well, that was like May 28th. I listened to that one while I was painting the garage ceiling. Oh, jeez. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Anyway. Whatever episode that was, like, I actually, like, enjoyed it. But, I mean, I was busy doing something else. So I haven't actually listened to the whole thing. But Jesse was like, seriously, you should listen to it and see what you think about it. I'm like, okay. Now I want to find out which one it is. Yeah, I'll have to ask Jesse when we go upstairs. Yeah. Anyway. But, so, anyways, in this situation... While he was in solitary confinement, like, could you imagine not having any contact with anyone? I think he literally was let out of his cell for, like, a total of one hour a day. Hold on. Pause. First off, you should know, what would you think those two guys would look like? Oh, white, older guys? <laughs> I don't know, but this is not what, what I pictured. Um, the one on the left, I could, I could kind of see that one. The one on the right, Josh? I know. Yeah. Chuck, Charles, Chuck, W, Brian. No, I can't picture, like, that's not what I, I don't know why, that's just not what I pictured. I mean, that hairstyle on Josh is very, like, no offense, like, you seem like a cool dude, but, you know, in case you ever listen to this, I don't want to be like, what the fuck? Like, you gotta update the hairstyle just a little bit. I wonder if that's what he looks like now. Maybe that's just a really old picture. You gotta update your mugshot. Right? They have a YouTube channel? Oh, I didn't know that. Maybe if I stayed away long enough, I would know that. (laughs) Anyway. So, he is obviously still in prison. Because he's gonna be there for life. Plus 45. Um, When... I listened to the NPR episode and read a lot of the interviews and articles on this from other members that were at the sentencing. He turned around and, like, asked the judge, why don't you just kill me? That's better. Okay. Yeah, All right. We take it back. Yeah. You look the better now. look great. Yep. Yeah. Stud. Good job. Um, Uh, oh, he turned around and looked at the judge and was like, why don't you just kill me? And the judge said, you don't deserve death. You deserve to be punished. Okay. So this is a hot topic. Yeah. And I know we've talked about it before. And I'm kind of, like, in between, like, 
I don't, I think, how do I put this? Like, serial killers who want to die, I feel like shouldn't get that. Correct. Validation or whatever. But also because that's what they want. you're putting a hit on your own members, like, you can't, like, the re- he said that the reason he was putting these hits out on people was because he was starting to feel like they were falling apart and kind of questioning, like, authority. I mean, they went by, like, their main guy was him, King Blood, and his, like, title on his rank was, like, Inca. And then I think there was, like, two or three more tiers. And then the queens, females, also had the same type, except for they all reported. No matter where you were at, you all reported to this same king, essentially. Ew. And then, um, I think they, I think the verbiage that I saw on like all these articles was Chicago was the motherland because that's where they originated. Right. And then every other one is like a bloodstream or a bloodline or something like that. Okay. So, and not saying so that like that makes a franchise any, kind yeah, of situation. Basically. But like he's ordering all these hits from jail. So like in jail, I get that you need to like really unite with like your land power and your black power and your white power like i get it a little more in jail because you need to like yeah you have your clicks and you got to protect yourself like no matter where you're at but out in the real world you don't gotta worry about that stuff as much depending where you're at i mean if you know that a certain area is you know known for criminal activity just stay away from there avoid it yeah i mean to me that's just common sense but maybe you know in bigger cities like that it's not as easy but, so in his situation, he's literally ordering a hit because people are starting to question his authority. Like, bro, you're in jail. Right. Why do you have any authority over anything? I just don't know how I feel about, like, when they ask for it. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, mm, that's too easy. But he also doesn't have any family. So, like, he's literally just in jail, like, making his life as lavish as it can be like no one was allowed to send him any money or anything at all so at this point it's just taxpayer money going away and he's like i'm okay with just dying and the judge is like eh, i want to make taxpayers make you pay for you know like that kind of stuff isn't really fair either no it's not but then it goes to like other countries have their how do I say this, prison employees, I guess, Mm -hmm. like, building the roads and, like, actually working for their their stay. And I think they're able to do that, but not when they're on, like, a sentence for life. Like, I think when they're sentenced for life, they don't get work release or anything like that because they have to stay in the facility and they are not allowed to interact with the outside world. They should be able to figure out something that they can do to better serve the community. Yeah. Yeah. Serve for their crimes. Even if they're in there for life, like, pay for what you are in there for as Mm -hmm. far as like you need if we are paying let's say make up a a random number 46 dollars a day Mm -hmm. for you to be in there you need to be able to do some kind of work that equates to 46 dollars a day yeah that's that's a good idea i would definitely agree with that then we aren't paying for that because imagine if we had 46 dollars per prisoner you know, a thousand prisoners in a prison, mm-hmm. $4,600 a day. It adds up real fast. Could easily go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, and so I know this, like, I'm just saying, I've seen this in movies, but when there's like a crap ton of inmates and they all learn a special trade and somehow like higher ups are able to orchestrate that they actually put this trade to use, like if they're good at knitting or whatever and they can make gloves like, <laughs> you know just like for an example you never know i've watched probably too many movies but um like something like that would be even nice to give back to the community like to donate or whatever like right i mean even that i would feel a little bit better about but okay so i mean i understand that they should be able to like earn their keep a little bit but at the same time like it is super expensive to house them yeah like no matter what state you're in or why you're there but i mean this is why couldn't we so i mean none of those should be able to interact or form as a team to make anything happen because those are like the high like maximum security like flight risk like everything like 
do not let these guys even look at the sun because I'm sure that they will make something explode, like, type of thing. So well, I kind of get that. Why can't we have, like, a... You know in the Hunger Games how they have, like, the dome? Mm-hmm. Why can't we just, like, stick them in the dome? And survival of the fittest, like... We're not paying for food. We're not paying for anything else. We just have to make sure the dome works. I mean, I would be okay with that too. Just stick it out somewhere in like Death Valley where yeah. there's nothing. Which and... there's plenty of that around the entire world. Yeah. But maybe that's how they tried to form like Alcatraz. Which, I mean, it worked for a long a little, time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. But let me just... Well, not that many people escaped. Only two people ever escaped, right? Yeah, and I'm not sure why they closed it down. I don't know that either. That's a really good question. I, Anytime I hear anything about Alcatraz, it's always those two people that escaped, but mm-hmm. I never hear why they closed it down. There's no way that they closed it down because these two people escaped. No, because that... Because they I had mean, lots of inmates there. I don't know. I will look it up and you continue. Oh, you know what? Another good idea. Why don't they just drop all these mofos off, like, out in the middle of the freaking ocean with nothing and let them swim to death in salt water. Let them get attacked by sharks and all this other shit. It closed because it was too expensive to continue operating because of where it was. So, like, to have power and... Why do they need power? I mean, I guess the guards probably do, but... I mean, if the sun is up, you should be up. And if the sun is down, then fucking go to sleep. Right? I mean, surveillance, maybe, to make sure they aren't, like, all killing each other. Let well, them kill each other. You need, That's the point. For what they built, I think you needed power for, like, the doors to open and close. Oh. They didn't have, like, old school doors, I don't think. Maybe they just need a real kick-ass generator. But then yeah. you're still paying for gas for the generator. Yeah, I feel like they probably, with how smart people are, getting all tech savvy and shit. Solar power. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw a thing, according to uh, Elon Musk, that I think he said 200 acres, like somewhere in Texas, if you put solar panels, like a solar farm, mm-hmm. could power the entire United States. Holy shit. I'm like, why the fuck are we not investing in this? Yeah. Like, we do have actually a solar panel farm on Highland Road. I don't fucking know. Somewhere over there. We drove by it the other day and I was like, what the hell is that shit? Like, I thought I was like, like, are we aliens? aliens? This is too close for comfort. And then I, for whatever reason, I was on some website and like an article happened to pop up that they just like put it together to Sasha. I'm like, that's pretty fucking neat. I'm really happy we're not summoning aliens because <laughs> Lord knows we don't need that kind of drama right now. We got enough of our own. Ugh. Yes. Okay, anyways, sorry guys. I will try and keep the tangents down a little bit. It's um, not just you, it's me too. <laughs> I feel like this is gonna happen this way for like probably the next couple episodes because at least. I mean it's been a minute since we've been able to hang out like this. So just bear with us guys. So, Luis Felipe was very much wanting to do the negative parts of all of this. He had also issued what was called, like, term on site or kill on site or some shit like that. Where if you put a hit out on someone, like, you need to kill them, like, that instant. And if you didn't act on it, then you were next. What the hell? Yeah, because if you were questioning him or going against what he was saying, then... Do this guy have, like, some kind of psychological issues? I mean, probably. Maybe a little bit. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say that he didn't have anything wrong in his head, but, I mean, obviously he had You obviously had to have something to, I mean, keep putting hits on people and thinking, like, the world is out to get you. Or people in your group are out to get you. Yeah, especially when you're already in jail, dude. Right, like, like you, you've you lost. Like, you're Deal with have, it. You're going to order one of your members on the outside to kill another member, but then somebody else from the outside is going to send a letter to somebody else on the inside to kill you. Like, do you understand how exhausting that was even to just say that? <laughs> <laughs> just to figure it out. Yeah, so, no, I, but I mean, 
Obviously, these guys didn't have very much good on their time. Like, why wouldn't you just make two? Is that him? Mm-hmm. Oh, he was not a bad-looking dude. No. And I'll put this picture in um, our... Our posts. Our posts, yeah, on social media. Yeah, I came across that, and I was just like, damn, like... I mean, he's not the most attractive thing, but, like, he looks like your average Joe. Okay, your average Joe does not have lips like that. Well, if you're a Puerto Rican, yeah. Oh. Well, oh, yeah. For white sure. guys don't, but... Yeah. <laughs> Um, whenever I see guys with big lips like that, I always see them doing like the, mm-hmm. the, for those of you that cannot see me, the lip biting. It, like yeah. The, like they seductive. lick their lip and then bite their lip. Mm-hmm. Like whenever people have big lips like that, yeah. I'm not trying to stereotype, but like, I always see that. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. Not wrong at all. Not wrong at all. <laughs> Your brain went somewhere. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, Antonio Fernandez was complete opposite. So he did some time in jail for selling drugs. He served his time on Rikers Island. He grew up without a father, and his mom was kind of MIA. And I don't mean that as in she was like a horror or anything like that. I just couldn't find anything really on her. She was just kind of in and out of his life. Don't know why. So he, I don't know, kind of found a home with the Land Kings. He joined the gang while he was in jail. Okay. So he had dated this gal named Myrna Bonanno. That sounds super made up. Yeah. I didn't look her up, but I mean, I will after this. Um... I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. I might be wrong. Um, anywho, they dated for a short amount of time before he went into jail. I think he was. they were both like younger, maybe like late teens. Excuse me. That white claw. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, she had a little girl from a previous relationship and then dated him for a while. He was on crack a lot and she like ensued a lot of fights between them. Mm. So she was like, I can't deal with this. Like, just because her mom was addicted to crack like mm. her whole life and she was just like I know what it does so to people. So hereditary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like I just can't be around that. And so they broke up for a while and I think she had like a couple office jobs trying to get through you know because she had her daughter to provide for. And then they crossed paths later on after he was released from jail and he told her that he had joined a gang and all of this stuff and I mean I think that there were a lot of stipulations once he was released like I think he went to like work release and then was on parole for a while and then was fully discharged and when you're fully discharged from parole the only real things that you can have is like if the judge says like if you're a sexual offender you cannot be anywhere near school because you have to register as a sex right but in his situation he didn't do anything like that so I don't think he had any stipulations like that because he went back to the gang but and not that manner he actually was trying to make the gang be non-violent and no more kill on site or anything like that like he was trying really hard to originate it or to go back to the original roots of like being proud of your heritage and like knowing where you're from and even if you weren't from there but your family is from there like you should still know your roots which right i 100 percent agree on that um he so before he went to jail he was sentenced to 12 to 15 years the night before all the articles i read said the night before but I mean, even nowadays with medicine, like, it's pretty hard to determine the exact moment you got pregnant. And so they both said that they got pregnant, like, the day before he went to jail. And I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But, so, he didn't meet his little girl until she was, like, 10 months, I think. And Mm -hmm. it was just through, like, a glass. Yeah. And granted, he went to jail for selling drugs. Not for killing anyone, but the fact that he once he was released he said he had done a lot of thinking in there you know spending so much time by yourself and then maybe on other kings like definitely makes you question a lot of decisions that you made on the outside and then being even on the inside like i read an article that he didn't even know how to write his name until he was like late in high school oh my god yeah like that's awful but that just goes to show like here if your kids don't go to school like someone's gonna come show up at your house for uh apparently they don't 
Like a uh, welfare check type? No. Something. It ends in like a C. Uh, I don't know. Anyway. Um, but apparently, maybe it was just this time frame. I don't know if they do that. Like in places like Chicago and New York and stuff like that. You'd imagine so because. Clemency? That doesn't sound right. Never mind. Continue. You say clemency, and I think about a little orange. Like Clementine. <laughs> I don't think that's the right word, but it's something like that. Anyway. When you remember, let me know. Um, but so the first time he saw his little girl, she was like 10 months, and it was through one of those like plexiglass and like bars, like a visitation type of thing in jail. I don't know if I had a kid with somebody that went to jail, if I could take my kid to jail. No, and I think that's why she waited so long because, like, she was trying to not do that, but then she was finally like, I just, I gotta see you, and, like, you should see your daughter type of thing, and they all agreed that it was really hard, like, he wasn't even able to hold his little girl, like, nothing, and I, from what I read, she looks a lot like him, so, like, that'd be hard to look at your child every day and be like, man, it's gonna be years before you're able to, actually able to be close to your dad before I can see him again, like that. Truancy. Truancy. That's what it's called. And what does truancy mean? Um, so it's when you skip school too many times or is absent from school without an excuse from a parent or guardian. Oh. So then I think they actually go after the parent after that part. Oh, I have never heard that. Truancy? Yeah. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So I wonder if they have that in bigger cities like that. Surely they do because I'm sure it's like a law that you have to take your kids to school. And you yeah. Even if you sure. homeschool your kid, you have to provide some type of proof, right? Maybe. I guess. I don't know. I don't know anyone You have to, now. like, it's different state by state. Oh. So, I know some states you just, like, I mean, I submit a um, curriculum. Uh-huh. And that's it? And you have to keep track of, like, how many hours they're doing stuff. Huh. And that's about it. Like, they don't really do home checks and stuff like that. In some places, and then some places they're super strict about it. So they could have easily said that they were just homeschooling all these kids. Yeah. Especially back then. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Um, but, so with that being said, he dropped out of school. Um, I think it was like later on in high school. Um, because he wanted to follow the money. He had already dabbled a little bit with selling drugs. And he wanted to prove himself as a man to his father figure I put that in very big air quotes and his mom and the rest of the family um he so he is featured in an HBO documentary called Latin Kings a street gang which I have like on my reminders on my phone for the weekend because I want to watch it because <laughs> like I watched a couple YouTube documentaries or like little tidbits they were actually really interesting to not only like hear the different accents from where all of these kings are from yeah. But just hearing like their stories as to how they even got involved with it and then versus how it came out versus the awful things that they had to do and then how they got out, if they got out. Like, uh, I don't know. To me, that stuff is super interesting. I don't, I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> but he was also featured in a book by Alexa Clay that was called The Misfit Economy. And I think there's some YouTube videos on that too. Um, but he was actually really, really good at selling drugs. Um, he tried... From what I read, he tried to not go to the same, like, regular customers. Like, he enjoyed having the, like, do that. The chase. Thing. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of funny. So, I'm like, you'd be a great door-to-door seller if you enjoy that chase. <laughs> not um, as much money as selling drugs. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like I said, he was trying really hard to make it um, nonviolent. So, I don't know. I think it's great that he was trying to make it nonviolent, but I thought it was very... Like, it was very much a huge conundrum because what he was in jail for was because he got busted for selling heroin. Mm. Out of all drugs, heroin. Like, that's, like, a special level of fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Coke, I can kind of see that's, like, a party drug, like, gets you a different type of high, maybe, but, like, heroin type of thing? Like That's, like, fuck somebody up for life. Yeah, like, I mean... A lot of shit, like, That's around here, we've been hearing that things are laced with either fentanyl or heroin right now. Like, that's fucking scary shit. Like, yeah. no thank you. Um, That's a drop-dead drug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that cocaine is not, but... Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, he wanted his members to go back to learning about their heritage, getting out of shitty homes. 
Oh my god, a- am I in the fucking matrix? Because this fly has gone right at my head four times the exact same path. <laughs> sure I'm going, what the hell? <laughs> oh, there it goes again. Five, god. <laughs> I felt like I kept reliving the same five seconds Some over and over Oh man, that's funny. Um, but he even started teaching them about their heritage, like not so much one-on-one time, but like there was a certain group of people or kids that were from um, Puerto Rico or Cuba or wherever. Like he was just kind of getting those groups together and really trying to help them. He was even like setting up <clears throat> locations for them to go and apply for jobs. Like whether they had the documentation or education that they could get the job, like to at least show that they're members are trying to be active in a healthy safe be a better way. part of society yeah uh, i mean nowadays you don't even have to have right now because everyone is like trying to hire and can't find people i've heard of a lot of companies waiving their requirements to have a high school diploma i've heard that too i've heard of a lot of people require uh amazing. waiving their diploma yeah which i think is pretty freaking neat i mean not that i think you should have to have a diploma to flip a burger at your local fast food chain restaurant right major eye roll but it is what it is um but he even there was let's see it was called mothers against police brutality it was a peaceful march protest one of these mothers had their their kids were outside playing football i think and there somebody threw it it hit a cop car cop thought that it was not appropriate and like took it way out of contact oh god one of those strangled the kid <gasps> put him in a chokehold and choked him out until he died yeah and so this mama and the moms of these other kiddos i mean i don't know how old this kiddo was i really didn't look into that um but they went to court and this was a big thing on the npr episode i listened to that thing like five times i like my heart was just so happy that all of these mothers got together and joined forces Right. And not only that, it was also good timing for the Latin Kings to step up here and they attended all of these like press conferences, like they went to court and like they said something about that you can only have a certain number of people in court and I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's only enough seating, but I know that there was like literally a rule as to how many people you can have in a courtroom on either party or whatever or even just in the room to begin with. And so they would, like, switch a certain number out. So they always had max capacity for the king representatives there for the families. It's probably, like, an intimidation factor. So you don't have so many. Well, I mean, considering this cop fucking choked out this kid for a football hitting his car. Something wrong with the cop. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I I don't know if he was found guilty or not. I didn't listen to that part at all. But um, at one point during one of their sentences i think they were outside and uh, i want to say he had a couple hundred of the members outside and they were all (laughs) (laughs) that fly is like on a mission too though yes um but when all these members were outside and they all showed up like i think the moms somehow lined up in a particular manner and they were Like, you could tell that they were there to support each other and, like, joining forces. Well, when the Latin King showed up, they were all in their yellow and, like, gold and black attire. And, I mean, there was hundreds of them. So, I'm sure that that was scary as hell. Mm -hmm. But could you imagine being a cop outside of this courthouse, seeing all these moms and being like, come on, guys, like, you got to listen, you can't come in or whatever. And then all of a sudden, all of these gang members that have a major reputation for... Like, like, they don't give a fuck. Yeah. They're going to do what they want to do. And apparently the cops got all ready and had their guns pointed. And so this is where Antonio said, he said, crowns up. And they all kneeled and they did like their hand gang sign and they had it up and he said, okay, warrior prayer. And so they started chanting their warrior prayer. Just let me see if I can find it quick. Cause I thought it was pretty fucking neat. Is it like a, like the. Oh, what is it called? Um, like what they do in why can I not think of the country's name? Where I've seen it a lot in, um, is it football or some kind of sports matches where they do like a chant and like their tongue comes out and 
You have no idea what I'm talking no. about? No. Oh, God. New Zealand. Oh. That's what it is. That. I'll show you after this. But, yeah, they do, like, a chant and, like, it's, like, their heritage and their pride and that kind of stuff. Oh. I mean, with a tongue out, it sounds a little demonic, but maybe it's... It, I mean, it does kind of look demonic, but it's, I don't, it's hard to explain it. I'll show you after this. Well, I thought it was very interesting. So after I saw that they did this for your prayer, I'm like, what the hell are they religious? And it turns out that they did have a church that they went to. I think it was like a community spot, but it was like their church right across from a police station. And so when they first started kind of trying to get out of this violence area or era, um, the cops would always go across the street and like go in and like sit in on their sermons or like praying sessions and shit like that because they were like something's going on and literally it was just like a bunch of people going up and like giving like their words to the wise type of thing and cops like shortly after were like they're just fucking in there like legit praying like they're like what the hell yeah and so they shortly after that stopped going but um so I couldn't really find any article on it I just found like a bunch of pictures that people like wrote out and I like a manifesto um I saw this one on Pinterest that I pulled up it's weird that it was on Pinterest but um where you find shit today I know is that mortal warrior prayer almighty father king of kings I am in a latin king warrior in every moment protecting my crown with all my life it is my sacrifice and every mission to be readily available unto death rendering my heart and soul of these I ask you heavenly father forgive my sins and free my soul Amor de Rey, which Amor de Rey means, um, like, love of king. So strong, king of love. Like, and that's what ADR is, Amor de Rey. Okay. And so I'm like, as I'm reading that, I'm like, that doesn't seem very, like, shove religious down, religious things down your throat. Like, right. it's a religious, like, saying that they're warriors, like, and they were all kneeling with their hands up and their gang sign. No one had any weapons, no nothing. And then you have all the moms, and then you have the cops pointing their guns at you. And so with him... How bad does that make the cops? Yeah, and that's exactly yeah. what he said. Like, we're out here trying to peacefully support these moms in our local community and the Latins in our area. And then you got these bitches over here pointing their guns at us because what? Because we're tiny gang members? Like, what the hell? So that was, like, that was a huge thing. And that made my heart, like, very happy. So, yeah, I did listen to that, that NPR episode, like, a trillion times because... Yeah. Like, that should hit home to, like, any mom. If Even if all of these people are known for negative things and they are coming to unite with you on a It's hard to say no manner, to that. Like Especially because they have the numbers. Like, it was hundreds of them yeah. wearing gold and black. Like, how intimidating would that shit be? I'd be like, yeah, you're invited to the barbecue. Yeah, and I think that the moms had actually tried to just do it on their own, but they weren't really getting anywhere with any of the deputies or news media or getting any traction going on what happened. Mm-hmm. And so I think... Finally, he kind of got through to her, like, we have the numbers, like, to help you. Like, let us try and let get back to our you. community. Yeah, and, I mean, I'm not saying it worked because I don't know if he was just found guilty or not, but I'm sure that those moms felt a lot more, like, just... Supportive and... Yeah, which... Better in their ventures, I to... think any mom would want that type of support in any situation mm-hmm. like that. But, yeah, so they helped with that. They went to court and helped as they could. When he was finally released from jail... I think when he was on his work release and when he was on parole, he was told that he could not go to any court hearings unless they were pertaining to him. He was not allowed to go to any churches because they were, they were, they were um, worried that other Latin King members would be there. And so even when he got fully discharged, I think he was still a part of the gang, but it was more of like trying to just stay with a positive part of it. Don't be seen or heard just, Yeah, and I think they had, like, a community center that he kind of started taking over, like, to help strays come in and help them find jobs or get an education or just learn how to read, like, things that a citizen should be able to do. Right. Like, any person should be able to do. Um, And just really kept to himself. And I thought it was really interesting. A few things that I read, hopefully it's true. He ended up doing all of this outreach help in the same area where he grew up. So, like, a full life circle. Like, yeah. Kudos to him. And I think he ended up marrying Myrna. And I think, I want to say they had another baby, which is kind of crazy, because she already had one, had one before yeah. he went in, and then he was gone for, like, 12 years, and then they had another, like, holy shit. Like, kudos to you guys, because that's a lot. <laughs> right. I would be like, yo. 
No. Yeah. Too much time has elapsed. And I was really surprised that I didn't read that they had much of a struggle with him being able to do all of this, leaving the negative aspect of the gang when he wanted to, because, he, I mean, he had to stand up against tons of law enforcement, like mm-hmm. court hearings, and his own members that were like, absolutely not. Like, why would you do that? Right. Like, they're all set in their ways. Like, the fact that he really, truly thought about it while he was in jail, like, that's what he came out and wanted to actually help the community. Yeah. People always say that, I think, and then I think they just end up they right never back. do it. Yeah. yeah. So, it it's was too easy nice. to fall into the same pattern. Yeah. And, let's see. Oh. The five points on the crown stand for respect, honesty, unity, knowledge, and love. And then the black and gold forum was like their colors. Black obviously for death and gold meant life. So I I kind of, I feel like that now that I say it and read it, it's common sense, but I never put two and two together. On right. It. And the last thing that I had on here that I didn't look into apparently because I forgot was 1418. And I tried Googling it, and I couldn't figure anything out except for it was some type of Bible verse, which I don't read the Bible, so I don't know what it is, and I didn't really want to look more into that. And that's probably why I left it for my last one. (laughs) I want to know. I figured you maybe would have known a little bit more about it, or maybe if that verse even sounded familiar. There is no fear in love. I mean... If that doesn't already speak for itself right there after. Oh, hang on. There's more. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Well, there you go. Um, But I mean, I feel like that makes, that's a good balance regardless of if it was the negative aspect of all of their awful initiations and murders that they did and all of that fucked up stuff. Versus one of their kings, because he was, his name was Antonio Fernandez, but he was actually a king. His name was King Tone. And so his wife ended king up. King Tone? Yeah. Like. Like Tone Dev? No. Like Tony Antonio. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Close. <laughs> My bad. But so when, when he started dating Myrna, she didn't want to join the gang just because she was with him. So she, I think he was in jail when she actually joined. And since he was already a king, she was automatically a queen, especially because she was staying loyal by his side. Like, never stepped out on him or anything like that. So their daughter was little Queen Sonia, was her name. So she's already royalty, quote-unquote, for their gang. What kind of pressure would that be to be born into some shit like that? Yeah. What if you were, like, Completely against all of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you get out? I mean, you get... Or not be a part of it at all. You have to do an initiation to get in, unless you, like, are very adamant about knowing all of the rules and prayers, and, like, you have to know everything. So when, oh. so when you leave, you get beat again. So, like, do you just suck it up? I mean, granted, it's either 45 minutes or two and a half minutes. I'm sorry, 45 seconds or two and a half minutes. Like, you get to pick depending on your reasoning on why you want to get out. But it's not just one person that's beating you. It's like a whole group of them. Hey, popcorn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's all that I had for you guys today. That's nuts. Yeah. That's crazy. A little different take on what you would normally hear from about any type of a game, for sure. Okay, so 45 seconds or two and a half minutes. I mean... Pick your battle. Yeah, picking between 45 seconds and two and a half minutes is kind of a big deal. I assume it's more like if you were snitching, like you got two and a half. the worst of the, of the options. But if you chose to leave and it was 45 seconds, part of me is thinking like, okay, this is probably going to be the worst 45 seconds of my life, but then I'm done. But you got to think about it like this is a gang and any information that you know or learned about or were involved in when you were part of them, like that still needs to stay confidential like to them. True. So they're going to beat you to the point that you know if you ever say anything about it, they will find you. So, so I'm it's sure like they're breaking ribs, like probably can't walk. To the walk. point of death. Yeah. 
So if you do make it away after 45 seconds, like, cool. But I mean, holding a plank for a minute is hard. Like, true. <laughs> getting beat for 45 seconds by a group true. of them that literally beat people for their quote unquote job. Like, yeah, their profession. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But it's also like, do you want to live in fear your entire rest of your life? Being a drug runner, going to jail being responsible for the death of other people i don't know if i could do it and i mean a lot of those like the queens their initiation was always like i think i'm sure with anything like the kings the men and women are always held to different standards where like i'm sure queens probably couldn't step out on their man or they'd probably get beat yeah i'm sure that the men were out sleeping around with whoever the fuck they please oh i'm sure yeah like i feel like that's just a given stereotype of yeah so I'm sure that initiation, like I read in one article, like some women were able to choose between having a proper initiation of like to whoever's choosing or you got passed around between 10 guys. What? Yeah. But again, this beating is also an initiation. So they're going to beat you to a pulp to make sure that you can suck it up and put up with shit that might happen. I got and this is all at this point to get into a gang that is up to no good. I mean, I, I would like to see, or I guess maybe be informed as to what initiation would be under King Tone with it being more of nonviolent and right. help the community. Like, what is an initiation? Like, I got to pass the test? Cool. I got you, bro. And you're going to go to church every Sunday? Cool. I got it. Heritage? Like, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I'm sure it's not like that, but still. Never know. Hmm. That's tough. And I thought it was really weird. Like, I was telling you earlier, trying to find out, like, actual information about, like, their childhood, where they grew up, like, if they had a bunch of cousins. Like, I couldn't find anything. I even made a fake account on some platforms to see if I could find anything, and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, you told me that earlier, and thinking about it, like, that's probably purposely done. But, I mean, come on. You could even find out where the Kardashians are right now if you actually tried. Like, that's... But the Kardashians kind of want to be found. Okay, well, maybe the Kardashians is a bad example. But a celebrity in general. <laughs> a celebrity in general. Like, pay the owners of Hello Bello. I love them to death. But they own a business now that helps a lot of parents with babies. Tell me it wouldn't be hard to find them. It's Sorry, literally easy. Dak Shepard and Kristen Stewart. Yeah. And I'm sure they're super easy to find. Yeah, I mean, but they're... Maybe you gotta dig, but... They're celebrities for a living. I feel like a gang is a little bit different because they don't have, like, paparazzi following them. No, but I think they have a lot of reporters. And I feel like they probably for sure had a lot of snitches. Like, for sure had snitches. Undercover agents that, you know, put up with and volunteered to do well, Yeah, but how many of them actually, like, made it through without getting caught? I would say quite a few because El Chapo had quite a few snitches. Really? Agents. Mm-hmm. I would... I'm telling you, when I was falling down this rabbit hole in the last 72 hours, I was falling down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I found out a lot of shit that I should probably not know for my own sanity. But, yeah. Um, I think snitches, is low, especially with under, undercover agents, and we'll have to ask my father-in-law when we interview him on, on our episode, but I feel like it's a lot more common than people think. I was just thinking that. I was like, hmm. I, you see it in movies, but then I was wondering, like, how often does it actually happen? Versus, you know, I had a friend a couple years ago, her significant other was arrested for, I don't know, I never questioned why he got arrested, but he just so happened to make a friend, and I just never questioned, like, she told me about it at work, and then I never thought about it again, and then, like, months later, after we weren't hanging out anymore or working together, I was like, wait, why did he get arrested, like, I had never met him or anything, so I don't think it ever just, like, I was just like, okay, like, that was how your weekend went. Cool. And I just went on with it. It was a bad point in my life. I give zero fucks about anyone. I am a nosy bitch. I would have been like... I mean, I am now, but... What happened? What happened? I mean, I feel like she was saying things like that all the time, so I think that's why it didn't really phase me. I was like, You were like, oh, that's irrelevant okay. because that happened two weeks ago. Yeah. I think it was okay. more along That's a that. little bit different. Now somebody told me, like, What? Especially because I only my ears just coming. I try really hard to communicate with people only on Snapchat because if I text you or you text me, I will forget that you texted me. Just because I get busy, I'm a mom. I got two kids. Come on, let's be real. 
But if you snap me, like, you have to kind of hold me accountable. And I know you do. If I don't snap you back <laughs> in, like, an hour, you're like, yo. <laughs> what is going on here? But he just so happened to make a friend. Like, they don't hang out with the same, like, crews. Like, oh, I shouldn't say crews. Like, there's their groups of friends were, like, very different. So it was really weird that he just so happened to make friends with this guy. And they hit it off, like, really fast. Like, they had a lot in common. It was really weird. We ended up finding out that he would snitch. Oh. Yeah. And so then, and I didn't even hear it from her. I had seen it, like, on social media that this person was working as an undercover and got shot and some shit happened. And I was just like, wait, what? Excuse me? Rewind. I know that dated him, and now you're telling me that his new friend is now a snitch? It makes sense why they hit it off so well. And, yeah, like, it was just, like, I mean, it was very carefully orchestrated, but then it went down real fucking fast, which I think is how it it happens. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's probably one thing that movies have pretty accurate about snitches, that it's either going to go really, really well, but the moment, because usually in court cases, they will keep the identity secretive to a certain extent, but considering you have people that are literally investing their whole life into this criminal lifestyle. Right, what about having a family? Like, like forget sure it. They know. Yeah. Yeah. So that... I mean, could you imagine having your family live undercover? No. Absolutely not. Like, could you imagine or like, how fucked up those kids are going to grow up? Moving around, like, every two years or something and getting Which, a different identity and changing your names? Like, military people move around a lot, but they don't, like, they get to keep their identity. I was going to say, I know family. all about that. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, when you're undercover shit like that, like, I'm sure your kids have to change their names, change their everything, I mean, all too. I think about is, like, was that show uh, Lake of the Ozarks or what's it called? It's the Ozarks, I think. I don't know. I, I haven't watched that show. <gasps> Girl, I still don't have Netflix. <laughs> don't come to me. Like, <laughs> but okay, so any of you that have seen the Ozarks, I think it's called the Ozarks. Um, I think it's like the first two seasons where Marty is like, "Okay, we're leaving this fucking lifestyle. Like we're out," and like he legit buys like fake identities for everyone in his family, and then no one actually goes through with it, but. I'm like, okay, first of all, I'm concerned that you were able to find someone that fast to get you your, your whole family. Yeah, right. New passports, What IDs, kind of sketchy-ass people are you associated but with? But this is why he is leaving the, well, was leaving the criminal life. Yeah. But Eek. I was like, damn, that's fast. I, I wonder how fast and how legal that is when cops do it. But mm. I hope I never have to find out because that's um, not my cup of tea. Yeah. Anyway... All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for you this week. We will see you later. Two weeks. Bye. Bye. Hey, guys. Be sure to look us up on social media. On Facebook, we are Crime 2 Podcast. And on Instagram, Crime Squared. Also, please subscribe and review on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all of our listeners.